0: hello how goes it hope all is well in your part of the kingdom let me just take this down just a little bit let me know if you can hear me. Been a little slow going on the, the posting. Hopefully, you guys are still tuning in whenever you guys get a chance. Hopefully, this is still popping up in your feed. Hopefully, this is still a blessing to you. And some of what I'm sharing might be a reminder, some of it might be a revelation. Some of it might be um, something you already know, but um, hopefully it's still a blessing to you. I've um, been reading and writing, and uh, you know, tonight I just felt like, hey, I had to do something about what you know what I was feeling. The Lord was kind of moving me into. Like I've said before, these are things that are on my heart. Um, when I talk about the things that, you know, go on this channel, it's things that I myself am trying to move into. So I'll just, um, I'll start off with just a quick activation prayer. I'll get into most of what I have. I think it'll be a a longer one that I'll have to push onto a second one. So Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for anyone who might stumble upon this podcast or this this YouTube post. I thank you, Lord, that, um, God, what you've given me is inspired by you. I thank you, Lord, that, um, I've seen and heard many other, um, people hearing the same things, talking about the same things. It's been a confirmation. Um, so Lord, I just want to thank you in advance for all the people who might, um, taking part. God, I know that you're doing a mighty work on the earth. I know that, Lord, you're lining things up right now so that the body of believers um, can operate in what you're called them to, Lord, in all the systems, Lord, education, uh, finance, business, entertainment, um, politics, whatever it might be, Lord. I know each and every one of us has a part to play, Lord, I also understand that there's a warfare that comes against the saints, even from doing stuff like this, Lord. um, I pray that you bless those who are around, um, your prophets, your priests, your evangelists, um, the mouthpieces, um, the ones that want to share the word, the ones that are out there on the ground uh, doing the good work of the kingdom. I pray that Holy Spirit, you push back any interference in the name of Jesus, uh, even now that you'd bless the technology, um, bless the people in their homes, um, that God, whatever it is that that would become a revelation from this Lord, you would allow it to go down deep. That God, it would um, be a blessing um, for this week, days to come, that Lord, you'd just be working it out that there'd be signs, wonders on the earth, that, God, we'd be seeing you move in mighty ways. I pray that you'd um, touch us in a special way that, Lord, we'd have encounters, dreams, and visions of what you're doing here on the earth. Thank you, in the name of Jesus, amen. So I'll get into this real quick. Um, The idea for this actually came in a dream. Um, I don't think I shared, I don't even think I shared this stream uh, with my wife, but, um, she'll probably watch this and she'll be like, what? So I was at a table and, um, I was sitting, it was almost like I was at a feasting table and I was sitting across from some elders, some people that I really, uh, respect. And one of them happened to be, um, a guy named Bill Copeland. who was a longtime uh, pastor, friend, mentor of mine. And I think they asked me what I thought about something, you know, and when I answered him, I answered them something to the effect of um, the people, I guess they might ask me about the church or the state of the church or something like that. And I basically answered them. I just said, you know, um, the people of God, most of the people of God have a hunger for the Lord. They have a hunger to learn more. They have a hunger to grow. Um, but they aren't being fed, and that most of what they're getting in the spaces they're in, it's almost like milk, you know what I'm saying? Um, The people are yearning for things to manifest, they're yearning for for things to just happen in their spaces, yearning to learn about deliverance, yearning to um, be healed of things, Uh, yearning to see the Lord move in a new way. But rather what happens in the spaces typically is, I was telling my wife this actually, this little snippet is, we get we get verses or we get sermons on the Psalms. We'll get a whole, you know, we'll be like, this year we're going to go through the Psalms. And, you know, you kind of feel like, like, didn't we go through that like three years ago? And you'll think, oh, okay, that'll be good. You know? And it's all good. It's It's biblically based preaching, which is awesome. One thing I've I've been learning in in seminary, there's a, a class I'm taking, it's called Public Theology, and a lot of it has to do with ethics. And, um, you know, there's an understanding in ethics that sometimes the situation calls for a different understanding of what the Word, uh, what, what God is breathing into His Word. It actually calls for the person to sit in the judgment seat or to sit with the Lord and understand how to meet out the gospel in that specific situation. Whereas if you look at the law, the law is a one size fits all. And that's sort of how I interpreted that dream was that the people are in a different time. Um, Even the title of, you know, what, what it is that I felt the Lord put on my heart timelines with the wealth transfer. I was just thinking about the wealth transfer again last week. And I was like, you know, God, what are you doing? You know, I looked at my um account and i was surprised you know i keep on getting these alerts and it's down five percent up ten percent you know and then up 15 percent or whatever And, and a lot of these things are coinciding with market manipulation they're coinciding with uh what's happening in politics what's happening with uh with the current president what's happening in china russia ukraine all these places you know Those things are dictating what the markets are doing but it's not so simple that's actually people are also manipulating the market that is people that are putting control to actually monitor the money flow um you know some call it the fed federal reserve whatever you want to call it i just call them the banks right and it's not uh, a new phenomenon for us people that have been kind of in these spaces looking at prophetic words, different prophets, different apostles, different churches that we pay attention to, a lot of them are hitting on the same thing. They're basically, we're understanding that right now, uh, there's a moment in the earth where there's a pull, a push and a pull. We're obviously going towards an end time. We're going towards the book of Revelation, right? But even uh, Sir Isaac Newton, right? He wrote maybe back in the 1600s, I don't know when he was alive, but he basically said once Israel becomes a nation, then the book of Revelation kicks off, you know, or or to the effect of now you can start looking for things, right? And every prophet has said that just about. You start seeing that as a marker and then everything else kind of starts to fall in line. Obviously, we don't know the end, you know, when it happens, but if you understand the book revelation, you'll start to see that everything's possible. If, if things were supposed to go, if things could go down at any moment, especially, right. The abyss could be opened up, right. Things could happen where you have one world government, one world religion, right. Uh, one world currency, right. That's where the wealth transfer sort of comes in. The moment, the reason I mentioned that dream is because This is a part of what I believe is being shared in cyberspace, uh, Twitter, social media, Instagram, TikTok. People are, you know, uh, putting what the Lord's, you know, putting it out there. Whatever the Lord's given them, they're just throwing it out there and it's everywhere now. Right. Some of it's getting shut down, um, but it's interesting that people are yearning for more. And the Lord is meeting that out in very interesting ways. So the people are getting fed and i guess when i was thinking about this theology of the wealth transfer this timeline of the wealth transfer i started to you know think okay god it's not just about the wealth transfer right it's not just about there's something bigger happening right everything else that comes with it it's almost like icing on the cake but the big picture is that the lord is preparing a people preparing Um, a time uh to be ready for what god is doing right so just like as john the baptist was preparing the way i believe we're preparing the way right and we're also watching what's going on and we're being prepared for what you know what's going to happen so um it's not just about the wealth transfer i think you guys know that already you guys have been um Making it so the Lord would visit you frequently. You guys have been praying, fasting, um, doing whatever it is that you know you feel the Lord's calling you to. Moving into new spaces. The other part, um, the other interesting thing, um, you know, asking the Lord what all this meant with that dream. It basically, was basically telling me that. Um, he the people in the spaces of ministry it's almost as if they fit the mold for the season but now as we're going into a new age we're going into a new timeline i would i wouldn't implore you but i would say don't be surprised when the people that seemingly had the answers in the past don't have an understanding for what's going to happen um you guys are probably probably noting that even some of the uh, places used to go even if you went to the internet because you didn't go to your church for understanding and wisdom even certain places i won't name their names because i think they're good ministries but there's certain places that i've gone to to see hear you know hear words see what's going on in the larger body of christ and i've seen that it was good preaching and it was good teaching but most of what they were doing was to appeal to the people or to appeal to what they knew without a doubt was going down they weren't reaching into the future reaching into god's future and saying god what is going on there so i can manifest that or be a part of co-creating what's happening here right and it's sort of like the sons of issachar they could understand the signs and the times jesus said you know to his desire maybe he's talking to the pharisees yeah, he's talking to the pharisees you know he's like you know you guys had all these things set up you had the law you had these structures But you couldn't even see this coming. You couldn't see these things happening. And essentially what the Lord was saying was that you got to understand prophetically what's going down. That's why I believe the Lord is calling a lot of brothers and sisters to, um, to move into, you know, creating spaces for people to start to pick out the story before it happens to be prepared as a people, um, to be prepared, to have a word, to be prepared, to be the hands and feet, to be prepared, to be the light. There's going to come a time where things start to, while well, I was telling my wife this earlier, there's going to come a time where things start to roam the earth. Right. As in the days of Noah, what were the days of Noah like? Well, the days of Noah, there were giants. There were, it was a lot of corruption. They were Kings that had set themselves up and to continue to have their kingdoms and empires running. They started enlisting giants, Nephilim to be their mercenaries. That's where that, that's that enters in Goliath, who was one of five giants and the pentapolis of, um, of, well, not the Canaanites, the Philistines. So David has five stones for five giants. Well, even earlier than that, the Lord, you know, he was this week and Saturday, Sunday, he said, read Deuteronomy. So I was reading Deuteronomy again. And I think I talked about it last week. Deuteronomy was like the last week of Moses' life, right? So it's almost a rundown of numbers and um, Exodus. An interesting part pops out to me, though, that I had forgotten. Abraham is sent to kill a couple of kings, right? One of them is Og of Bashan. Now, King Og was a giant no we know he was a giant because his bed is measured out somewhere else in the bible it's um it's listed in you know it's like what some crazy amounts like nine cubits or something crazy like that which which equals out to he's like 15 or 18 feet tall you know that's not a normal size human interestingly enough i i had a um A YouTube discussion with um, I was you know it wasn't a YouTube discussion but I was talking to somebody I I commented on his channel he's got some awesome content and he um, he has a lot of cool people come on there but one of the people that came on there basically wanted to purport that the Giants weren't hybrids or weren't of a supernatural nature right you know Genesis 6 it's basically the fallen angels and man or, or men daughters of men creating a new hybrid race what else would you call it right well he basically a lot of people say that the giants are um the line uh you know they're humans but they come from an illegitimate line right you have the sethites and the canaanites right the canaanites i i don't i can't take that you know or i can't take that sort of endgame, right there's no way that the philistines have This giant set up as their mercenary and everyone is trembling. David's the only one that steps up to the plate. You know, why are all these people afraid of him? This uncircumcised Philistine. Well, it's because he's freaking 12 feet tall, right? That's why. And you hear of the exploits of the giants and you hear that Joshua and Caleb go into the land and they say, we're like grasshoppers. They've got giants in the land. These are not your normal human beings. There's something different about them. The reason that's important is because if you don't know (laughs) what these things are, what's going on in the days of Noah, you know, the giants were there. Genesis 6 they were there at that time and thereafter so they were there after the flood now the name changes a little bit you have the Rephaim which are the descendants of the Nephilim some say that they weren't as big as those Nephilim some of the Nephilim got to be like 20 feet tall um but still 12 feet tall that's still a big dude right and they're not normal they're very quick light of feet you know what I'm saying Yes. Amen. So here we are. We're gathering in his name. And we got two people. We got me and you, Voice of Life, and maybe a couple other people jump on here. What I'm getting to is that our, our lives are written in the book of life. There is um, an order. There are things for us to start to look for. And the Lord has put a lot of these things in our lives in this day and time for us to notice. This generation was built for this. We're built for the technology, to understand what it means when we talk about AI, when we're talking about transhumanist movements. We can see down the line and start to say, okay, what's the point of this? How does this connect with the mark of the beast? Well, if you have people that'll take a jab, it'll possibly change the DNA, If you have a people that that allow their next generation to take the jab and then you have another generation that'll say, you know, we have another jab and it'll make you immortal or impervious to all these diseases. You'll take it because the first or second generation, they've already been inundated with the understanding that. These world elites, these powers that be have your best interest in mind. But if you know really what's going on, you understand what the end game is, then you start to see things kind of play out. You watch the news. You see both sides playing the game. You see people not really making much sense. And you say to yourself, I'm not going to take this. And no, I don't believe that first jab was the mark of the beast, but I felt like it was a test run. As soon as I saw it, it took me like a week to kind of get used to it. I was just like everybody else. Had my Clorox wipes. I got my uh, groceries, wiped down the plastic. I wiped down the outside of my grapes. I wiped out, even wiped the handle of my car. I wiped the handle of my door, took my shoes off, wiped my shoes down, washed my hands. I touched something. I was like, oh, my gosh, I got to wash my hands again, right? It took a week of that for me to be like, I'm tired of this. This is ridiculous, you know? And then another week goes by and they say, oh, you can't get it from plastic. I'm like, so you had me out here for a week with my rubber gloves on, pumping gas, not even not touching the receipt, not even touching the gas tank. You know staying five feet from people so let's fast forward a whole year and a half now or two years whatever it's been they found this guy I don't even know if I should name the company the medical company a higher-up has dinner Veritas truth what a project Veritas put a little camera on there the guy spills the beans right now you and I both knew this already we understood what was happening but wouldn't you know that it's been almost a year and a half two years and we still have churches institutions christian institutions ministries that still are going along with the whole bit and like well let's just do what's right and the name of the game is keep the 5013c I understand you want to keep some people safe. I'm totally with it. So if you wanted to open up and say, you know, look, if you're sick, you don't feel well, wear a mask. Or if you're old, stay home. We're going to broadcast it. Right. But the whole thing is, it was just like, it was crazy how quickly we ate the narrative and we took it as gospel. We took it as truth and didn't look into any of it it just left a bad taste in my mouth and I wasn't going to leave church because of it. The Lord told me it was going to happen. And I totally understood that there's going to be some people that will understand that this is the time to build the ark. This is the time to build up yourself, build up your family, learn to pray, learn to trust, learn that there's going to be opposition, learn that the veil is getting thinner, learn that, you know, some sometimes it's just the name of the game is is there's just gonna be things at your doorstep and you just got into saying the name of Jesus go I couldn't figure it out there's been so many things that have happened I was like am I doing something wrong what's going on it just dawned on me I was like well what else do I think is going to happen when you start moving into deeper depths of the kingdom right thinking about Elijah they're in the middle of a battle him and his guy or maybe it's Elijah, i think it's elijah and uh, maybe it's elisha and he says look to his servant he says look open it you know lord open his eyes so he may see you know because the guy his his servant he was just seeing everything that was going on and that's all he could see where he was just being encroached upon by these these physical enemies right but he says open his eyes and boom like that he sees the angels on chariots around him that's us We're seeing the veil getting thinner. And I think before, you know, we're having visions. I've been having dreams and visions. I've been sensing angels. I've been understanding that, you know, everything we understand out there in the news is not exactly what what it is, right? You and I both know that there's a one, it's a uniparty, right? So the things that are going on in the news, the news programming is programming people, right? This means that we have to start subscribing to a different channel, essentially. Right, right. The word, the Bible, it's chock full of understanding, but to, to understand it through the lens of, uh, the the anointed son or daughter, it's a little different. There's a yoking to the heart of God, a yoking to the love of Christ, a yoking to what he wants. And what his timeline is spelling out that gets us into that flow that is ready for everything, whether it be the wealth transfer, whether it be what looks like a drought. When the Lord will provide manna. If we hit the rock, he'll provide water. You notice even in the book of Revelation, the people are provided for just like the people in Goshen, the Israelites, they're in Goshen. The things that are happening to the Egyptians are not happening to the Israelites. So one thing that's happening that I started to see is the Lord was saying, be just be steadfast. Just wait. Don't touch it. Right. I was thinking, I got to pull this money out. Right. There was a couple of times I was kind of like thinking like, hey, uh, the whole wealth transfer. I was like, man, I guess those prophets were wrong. But the Lord was like, what did I tell you? I told you this. You know, this is what I this is what I gave you. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. And every now and then, prophetic bunny will put something out there. He'll say, you know, it'll be Kent Christmas or some some other, you know, guy or girl say, Hey, this is what the Lord showed me. This is what the Lord showed me. It's cool, you know. God bless him. Because they're putting stuff out that's kind of invigorating and encouraging the body. But I, I was seriously about to say, okay, let me just pull the money I go in there to the account and I'm like, oh my gosh. We're actually, we're, we're gaining. Well, if you pay attention to the news and you look at everything else that's going on there, you know, we're all, what well, were you skeptical of, voice of life? Um, oh, I think he's talking about the jab. We're all sitting there looking up in the sky now for a Chinese balloon. For three days, our imaginations are captured by a balloon. Can you imagine that? It seems well too scripted because now nobody is wondering about the fact that the FBI came out and said that Hunter Biden's laptop was real. You know, we're just moving on. So, both, you know, I like to think that, you know, you can get some decent news from Fox News, but I'm sort of disappointed, you know. And last couple of years, it's kind of shown me, you know. Both of them, I look at both of them, I look at CNN, and look at Fox News, I just want to see, I'm just interested just to see what they're kind of pumping out there, just to understand, like, okay, this is what this, this is the agenda, you know. But our lives, our paths are written out in the book of life. The rest of the world and some of the church, they're looking outside first to the natural and then trying to figure out the natural from the spiritual, Right. But the divine timeline, our connection to Yahweh, it allows us an inside seat, it allows us an understanding to have ahead of time, the game plan, the blueprints for building the ark that beforehand, we're going to be building the ark and still telling people of what's happening. Noah built the ark for a hundred years, just about. It says later in Hebrews that he was telling people about what was going to happen and trying to get people onto the ark. Once the ark was finished, God closed the ark. So it wasn't even up to Noah when things were going to happen. He prepared the way. He said his peace and he just waited. I believe if somebody else would have jumped on that boat and said, wait, 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 wait. He would have been welcome. That was a sign, though, from the Lord to us to say, look, there are people inside the church, outside whatever, saved, unsaved, that aren't going to understand what the heck you're doing when you're putting money into Shiba Inu or when you're not taking a job or when you're not, you know, when AI, you know, people, they start making robots for people. Right. Look, get this. Catch this. So I talked about this a week, a week ago, two weeks ago. The Nazis, right? The ones that were brought over for Operation Paperclip, they're the ones that invented the TV. They thought they were the beforehand thought was, if we can create a spirit, uh, an a automatic way to get into the spiritual realms, then we can control some of these wavelengths we're getting, right? They don't have to consult mediums. They were consulting mediums to get information, right? Go figure. But they created the tv and they also said well let's put a tv into every house so it's inundate people with the news and the propaganda basically to get the germans to side with with the nazi agenda the nazis were a very small group of people but if you could brainwash all the people and get them to be afraid of the jews then you can have a whole mass of people to do whatever it is you want to do Now these same people obviously they come over from from operation paperclip the u.s government says hey let's get those scientists so we can get all that that secret information so it's really a continuation (laughs) it's scary it's crazy right there's there's nothing new under the sun in the u.s there's those people are operating in the u.s the offshoot of those programs are here in the u.s we just don't understand it they're trying to lay out a path That'll take the people towards the demise spelled out in Revelation. The book says, even the elect will be put into a stupor, even the elect will be deceived. So, there's the juxtaposition between the timeline that the Lord is setting out that'll take us to the ark, that'll allow us to have our generations set apart because it's not just about us i think the picture i had even today was that the people were more concerned about themselves so they didn't care about the next generation they didn't care about getting in the ark in those days The people were continuously evil right they were not it was not just themselves obviously they're being tainted by the polytheistic religion The Nephilim were on the earth, the fallen angels were on the earth. The veil was very thin. People were interacting with beings, entities that didn't have their best interest in mind. But because they were given understanding, given knowledge, given technology, given power, they could be like gods, right? Nimrod, let's build a tower. He became a good He became a Nephilim just about. I think he changed in size and stature. He used a portal. He changed himself. That same thing is going to be offered to us. But we're going to see the timeline and we're going to understand that the Lord is calling us to build, not just for us, but for the future. And so that's the theology and the timeline of the wealth transfer, that everything is bigger than just us. So I believe even now, it's like it's testing us. The Lord is testing us to see how we'll react to everything that's going on around us. It's like it felt like something was going to happen. Kept waiting, January 1st, you know, for months, October 23rd. Oh, this is something. But in the background, you did start to see some things sort of happen. This comes out with this politician. This comes out with the bank. This comes out with the stock market. This comes out, you know what I'm saying? These things are starting to unravel. But the Lord is calling for patience, He's calling for trust. The ground is shaking by the power of Jesus in our midst. All right. You and I are seeing the spirit move swiftly, pushing into new territory. We're leaving behind the former things that were brought up with our earthly eyes and our earthly motivations, right? So more and more eyes are getting acquainted to seeing in the dark, seeing the dark, seeing the chaos, all right, operating in the light. Right, seeing the things the way he wants us to, the divine timeline, that's a process of prayer, it's a process of sanctification, a practice of, uh, the practice of presence of God, the character. Um, I showed you guys maybe a week or so ago a manual prayer where in the spirit realm you can talk to Jesus, just being in a quiet place, having a remembrance of a positive memory, a God encounter you've had, and just asking Jesus, what is it you have for me in this season? The very simple things that we can do to walk in the cool of the day, in the garden with God. To operate in these places where, and, you know, and suddenly I saw a door open, right? Revelation 4. It takes practice, it takes time, but that, that is available to us, Right? So then we can start to get the blueprints of what it looks like in our very personal life our very personal walk to start building the ark, right? So that creation can have a chance in this timeline, in this, in this generation. We don't know when the bride's coming back or when Jesus is coming back for the bride. I don't think it's anytime soon. I think, you know, there are a lot of things lining up. I think we're due for a huge revival. I've said that before. I believe that he wants this next generation empowered to such a high degree it's never been seen before. He wants to help free the captives. What are we seeing in the news a lot? It's the SRA, it's the freedom from the sex trafficking. I believe for all these things to start to topple and come down, it takes a lot of money. He wants to bankroll the kingdom. But he wants to put it into treasuries, into places that he can entrust. I think that there's going to be a move that's so mighty that where uh, the enemy shrinks back. And he starts to take a different approach because it feels like right now he's going for broke. And if, if you look at it, it looks as if the bad guys are winning. Right, They are taking a lot of territory, it seems like. But I believe the Lord is allowing some of that to happen because he wants his shining ones to come to the forefront. He wants the true arcs, the true people of God to be recognized. Not for a name and not for a specific face, but he wants to bring more into the kingdom. He wants to see who will really be able to hold the presence, to hold the water. As I said before, we're coming into a new age. The age of Pisces is coming to a close. Jesus said, he'll be with us until the end of the age. Okay. A time is coming where the water is being poured out. Right? So the Christians were known for the Pisces fish sign. Right? The people before that, it was the Ram. It was an age of war. Abraham came in and slaughtered all the giants. David cleaned it up, right? Let's see how you guys are doing. <laughs> Amen, voice of life. Amen. The book of Enoch and CERN, yes. And it's interesting. You know, I didn't know about CERN until a year ago. And I, I clicked on it. I learned, I learned a little bit about it. That is the modern-day Bible. Tower of Babel but I believe it's they they don't know what they're tampering with sort of like the Nazis I think they got information they're messing around with mathematical equations and computations and they're saying they're trying to find out what this God particle is and uh, see if they can get into other dimensions they've got a statue of Shiva right outside their building CERN is actually located on a huge ley line. And it's located where there used to be some shrine. I think it was dedicated to Abaddon or Polyon, which is the same Apollo, right? Apollos. Nothing's new under the sun. That side of things. And they're looking at a different type of timeline. And that's that's basically how the occult and the secret societies, the Council of 300, the Masons, Illuminati, whoever, off-planet, this planet, whatever, they all think that they can beat God. They all think that they can amass enough energy and hybrids and... Aliens, which I think are really fallen angels. They think that they can take enough humans off of this earth, take enough pieces off of the board. They think that they can corrupt enough bodies and minds, DNA, to keep people from actually operating in their truest selves. There's a higher dimension of operation that we haven't even tapped into as Christians. So you got to wonder, you got to think if Enoch walked with God and was taken up, Elijah walking with God, taken up in the chariot, could see in the spirit, could see the angels. Enoch's talking to angels, even the fallen ones, they're coming to him and trying to get a pardon, right? If this is possible in the days of Noah, and I believe we're coming into that as in the days of Noah type of, seri- you know, the, it's a serious thing. This is a long period of time. Noah is building this ark for a hundred and something years. All of the the predicament that the humans find themselves in, we're talking a thousand or so years. All right. And I've shared a timeline on here before the timeline of, you know, Adam to Lamech, to Noah, to even Abraham, Abraham and Noah were alive at the same time. So this information is shared. Okay. So Noah has seen giants. Abraham's killed giants. Noah's far, you know, uh, Noah was only 87 years removed from Enoch. Right. So all these people, Adam shared this information with his sons. Now you get the occult and the secret societies from evil Enoch. Cain stealing the information and getting the information, right? And so that's why they have their timeline, their understanding of what's going to happen. They're deceived by the enemy. And so you have two timelines, two divine timelines. One is the real divinity, but you have fallen angels, which were divine. We're walking in lockstep where the spirit is showing you who he's moving. It's a path of righteousness. It's the kingdom that's at hand in your midst, right? So where he walks, you walk. It's laid out perfectly. No matter the season, the age, the powers that be, this means that resurrection, healing, words of knowledge are always in our midst. If we can stay close to the hem of his garment. Quantumly speaking, the name of Jesus mentioned there in the Old Old Testament, New Testament, we're invoking that same energy and frequency. The name of Jesus, Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach Adonai. That same power that where Peter walks through a crowd and the shadow heals people, that same power is available to you. The power and authority. Right? So that means it's the same calling. It's the same opportunity for the signs and wonders. I think it's an acknowledgement that there's even a possibility of it happening, is where we start to build within ourselves that arc of the presence. Right? Our minds are only using about 10% of what we're built to use. If we start to practice the presence of God, Brother Lawrence, right? And what does that mean, practice the presence of God? When we're praying, start to envision gardens, throne rooms. Start to speak out his name in Hebrew. The, the Hebrew letters, the frequency on those is immense because they're living letters And the word of God, the Bible, his name, everything, it's living. And even when you read it, Revelation 4, right? You close your eyes. And I'll read this for a second. After this, I looked. And there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here. And I'll show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. And the one who sat there had the appearance of jasper and ruby. A rainbow that shone like an emerald encircled the throne. Surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones, and seated on them were 24 elders. They're dressed in white, had crowns of gold in their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings, and peals of thunder. So I say to you, know, encourage your imagination to take this trip. We have a throne. We're seated on the throne even right now, okay? These are words that Jesus has spoken over us. We're cloaked in majesty in the spirit in heaven which is outside of this time and space you have robes of righteousness right now right now angels your angel is with you you have other angels that are awaiting a mandate in some other time it could be tomorrow it could be three days from now whatever you're called to there are angels that are specifically charged with helping you carry out specific mandates. This is something that we don't touch. We're kind of afraid to, talk, to talk, talk about our angels. I think because so much of it has been about worshiping the angels, which is not something we do. But so much of our doctrine has been about don't do this. Don't talk about this don't talk about things that are too outlandish don't talk about the Old Testament that's things for them well then let's talk about the New Testament okay the weird stuff right the Ethiopian eunuch Philip he baptizes him he was following the spirit he said look go here and go talk to this dude goes and baptizes him and all of a sudden he says um let's go Philip is taken to Samaria. You you talk to any Christian, most Christians, they'll say, well, maybe the Holy Spirit told him to go. No, at once he was taken to Samaria. (laughs) Right? That's crazy. Now, you understand the other side of things, the dark side of things, the secret space programs, they've already been messing with time travel. Okay? Okay. They've already been messing with super soldiers and teaching them how to do these things. Remote viewing. Okay, they're, they'll get people, children especially, they'll train them, traumatize them, and get them to be able to, um, I was at Project Montauk, Stranger Things, right? That's what that's based on. L is a part of that program. Training them to be drug mules, see into the future, be first defense to see what the enemy's doing in another country, whatever, it's all there, right? These people are coming out, they're surviving, and, and they're having repressed mem- memories come up because they're going through counseling, right? It's there. If they can do that outside of the spirit, tampering with whatever they're tampering with, um, the demigods, the are real, they're real, right? S- some of them are disembodied, so they have to have hosts. Sometimes they use, you know, they use people, but if they're remote viewing, they're messing with time travel. And we have it documented in the Bible that we have brothers and sisters that have done this before. Words of knowledge. Healing. What is healing? It's connecting with the frequency of love. Our DNA has actually changed. We're a different bloodline. You know, you look at the other, you look at, um, yeah, Operation Looking Glass. You look at the um, the, occult, or the other side, the secret space part, or the industrial complex, whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it, Illuminati, it's all one to me. You know, it's all coming from Satan, the enemy. But look at what they're doing, right? They're tampering with the metaphysical spaces. But they have to do so much to get there. We call in the name of Jesus, right? We say, Jesus, show us our angels. Well, let me, let me, what's going on, Holy Spirit, you know? Quicken me. What are you calling me into? What, even today, how do I pray for this thing that's going on? My money is low. I need um, money for rent. Or my grandmother's sick. Can you send it? Can you send your spirit there right now to bring peace over the room? Please, Lord, send your peace right now. Our words are connecting into the heavenlies. Our words are connecting with Jesus, which is in us. Our words are connecting with the Holy Spirit, which is in us. The Holy Spirit is in us, right? Quantumly speaking, if we can acknowledge those things and understand what the heck's going on, we can connect. It's an element of faith, right? The disciples ask Jesus, like, why can't we do that? Da, da, da. You know, prayer and fasting. The fasting wasn't the, the thing, Yeah, obviously it clears you out and you're disentangled and you're, you're, uh, you're not married to the time of the earth. You know, when you're three days, you know, three times out of the day worrying about your food, your time is off, right? You're on the time of the earth. You're looking at the sun, you're looking at 12 o'clock, got to eat, five o'clock, got to eat, sundown, right? But if you're fasting... You're off, the, you're off the grid sometimes, right? Your time is different. Time just moves slow. Time is a created entity. But you're not under time or under the stars or under the sun or under the moon. You're completely under Yahweh. You're cleared out of any construction of time that you might even have in your mind. Your subconscious is riding a different wave, right? So, you have the gamma, the delta, the theta, the, you know, whatever waves there are. Your mind, your body, and spirit are a different wave. Your spirit man is allowed to take control because your food isn't, your belly isn't controlling, your flesh isn't controlling you. The, the frequencies that are going through your body at that point in time aren't about food and digestion and the wellness of what you think you need. It's all about God, what are you doing? So he says that come out by prayer and fasting because you are locked in, right? So when you're locked in, you start to think for a second, God, what are you doing? Where are you at? What's your timeline look like? What are you doing on the earth in this moment? Who am I called to heal? I'm here for a reason. I've got a calling. I've got a purpose. You've got a plan for me. Your plan's written out in the book of life already. Well, let me see what that's about. You know, Holy Spirit, show me what that is right now. You know, or at the beginning of the day. God, authorize me for whatever task you have for me today. Lord, I thank you that, God, you've allowed me to have X, Y, and Z. I'm not going to worry about the money right now. Wow. Something crazy going on outside. Interesting. I Hope you guys are catching my drift. There's a timeline for the royal priesthood. A royal priesthood operates as the king does, taking on the attitudes of heaven. The demeanor of princesses and princesses, a sword and a scepter are handed to you to wield a way to justice, to do as he does, to judge the living and the dead, the here and the now, the things that are to come, to proclaim his kingdom that's here and now, the kingdom that will fully be realized. So just imagine as you walk into a room in your house, at your workplace, he's flipping the switch. Open your eyes. There's a kingdom reality taking place even now. Open the eyes of my heart. The striving ceases, the depression's gone in the name of Jesus. By his might, by his power, under his banner of victory, everything can change. When we walk in lockstep, speaking the words he's whispering, doors are unlocked, breakthrough comes. In victory, there is no death. Death cannot touch you. Death cannot touch you. There is no infirmity that can't be brought under the dominion of his majesty, of his truth that is over your life. You are set apart, washed in the blood, prophetically spoken of before the foundations of the earth in his name, under his banner, in him, in the Holy Spirit. You now cast out demons in the name of Jesus. You now heal the sick. You now proclaim freedom to the captives. You have power to proclaim freedom over every system that you see is corrupted. So he's broken us out. He's removed the barriers. The impossibility is unlocked. There's no impossibility anymore. He creates within us the access to the words written in that book of life. So whatever is written over you, over your scroll, it's being unlocked even now in the name of Jesus. He came that we may have life and life to the full. The life to the full is written in that book. A life that took on only the words of the Father, believed only in the truth of His divinity, against all odds, all limitations, against all threats, all calamity. His strides are the foundation for the steps that are lighted by the Holy Spirit. There comes a moment when you look and see that He's not in front anymore, but he's inside, and you're allowing him to move through you in a unique way, unique to the you that you're supposed to be, right? So there's a future you that's waiting for you to walk into, 16 known dimensions, right? So a part of you is already there. The cool part is when we start to untether from our past, untether from the pain, untether from regret. Untethered from anger, from bitterness. Untethered from the things that are calling us to our old selves. So there's a part of us that is always looking back to our failures. Our flesh is always looking backwards, but the Lord is saying, "You are building an ark. I'm building an ark, in you, and you are part of the ark that's co- that's going to come. The people of the world need a place to go. You are that person." You're freed up. You have a foundation. You have a testimony. Right? This is why I called it the timeline of the wealth transfer. The timeline is being walked out in your very life. Now, I believe there's going to be some moments where everyone sees, you know, everyone comes out of Egypt at the same time, right? But I think that the preparedness for walking out into the wilderness is different for everybody. And so that's where the whole Exodus story just completely sort of has captured my imagination for the last year or so, is that there were signs and wonders. There was manna. There was gold, silver. We're talking about almost a million people freed all at once. But the Talmud, the Jewish writers, they say that some of the people went back to Egypt. And obviously, we see some people saying, why do we have to leave? But can you imagine? There's different stages of people that are going into the promised land. And there are almost a generation or two generations that don't make it into the promised land, right? Because some of them built the golden calf. Some of them grumbled. And some of them were cursed by their dis- unbelief. They said to Moses and Joshua and Caleb, they said, we're not going into that land. There are giants there. So just like our current people, men and women of God that are definitely filled with faith, there's a limitation, right? If it doesn't fit the box of what we know and understand of the Pisces age or the church age, then what happens is we turn back. It's too much. It's too tough. It doesn't look like anything that's comfortable to us, right? So let's not do it. But there's a generation that says, "Look, I didn't have anything, anyways, right?" You look at Egypt. It's work. It's toil. The difference is, and I just thought about this maybe a couple months ago, and it just it's it's read in there. You know, the people are giving their tithes to the temple. But there's a little sentence that says, "Some of you who are rich will give more." Well, how do how are these slaves? You know, differentiate. Didn't they just all get gold and silver? Well, if you think about it, in Egypt, some of them had different jobs. Some of them were actually a part of Pharaoh's army. Just like Moses was trained in Egypt and learned everything, right? So he knew what kind of power Pharaoh had. That's why he kind of trembled at certain times. There were people with different jobs. You had stone cutters. You had people embroidering. You had people that were like mathematicians or something or architects, right? They were slaves or indentured servants or whatever they were, but they amassed some wealth. So even everybody that came out of Egypt, even though they were given money from their owners or whatever, they're like sent out, get out, right? Some of them had different varying amounts of money. So if some of them were more used to or accustomed to wealth than others. So you give some of these israelites gold and money and they're looking at it and they're like what do i do with this some of them were in egypt and didn't have anything to begin with so it's the same for a bunch a bunch of brothers and sisters in this day and age we get this whatever god's going to give us and god's already blessing us now i can feel it by the holy spirit he's blessing he's giving us jobs opportunities nobody wants to work today right there's jobs and opportunities there's favor there's things that are happening in our lives, right? If we have the eyes to see and the ears to hear, we're like, what do we do with a million dollars? You know, go, well, we could do this, this, open up an orphanage, uh, you know, safe house for that, uh, pantry for that, um, you know, buy a house, buy a farm, be sustainable, you know, whatever. Those are cool things. But after that, you're like, huh, I guess I'll just, you know, it away, Right. After a while, the people were giving away so much money that Moses would be like, yo, chill, right? But some of the people had varying amounts of what they could give. Some of them, some people are more accustomed to what Egypt had or what Egypt looked like at a higher level than others. And that's the same. Some people are more used to what yesterday looked like than others, right? So for some people, when COVID hit and they just went back to work, the type of jobs they're working, like nobody cared. You know, people working in service, they're like, okay, back to work. You know, a new person gets elected, you know, Trump, Biden. All right, got to go to work, got to pay the bills. Somebody's taking my money. Somebody's, you know, taxing me. Didn't change. Some people are so encapsulated or so pressed into the system, they don't understand that the whole thing is programmed already. So there's so much programming going on that when the blessing hits, when the favor hits, when the move of God hits, they won't even know what the heck, they won't even notice maybe, or some people notice and won't know what to do, right? If you couldn't see God moving with you in the desert, right? If you couldn't see that the quail and the manna was supernatural, you couldn't see that the angels in the fire and, and the cloud by day was supernatural, and the Red Sea was supernatural, then you're not going to see any of, of what he's got in store. So God's going to say, you know what? I'm not going to bring everybody into this time. That's another sign to me that this timeline this this wealth transfer it has a timeline and i believe some people that were used to certain things happening and see it a certain way they've given up and that's okay but what i'm also seeing is that the lord is testing his servants he's te- when much is required or much is given much is required right <laughs> In the meantime, we're learning to disentangle from pre-Adamic entanglements, okay? We're not just talking about, like, your mom and your dad. We're talking about all the way back in the garden, okay? We're talking about God saying to a people... Will you trust my inheritance? Will you trust my birthright? Will you trust that looking like me and being in my image is what's best for you? It might not look like this empire over here, or it might not look like what you've been shown here, but I have a good place for you. I am a good shepherd. Melchizedek, yeah, Melchizedek, the Melchizedek order, it's a little different, and you can see that, you can see that in different kingdoms, you can see the way in which David ran his kingdom, and Solomon after, you know, I don't ever, I don't speak, bad about Solomon whatever but Solomon's an interesting dude okay the reason Solomon married all those wives is because he wanted the knowledge of the earth after the Tower of Babel what happened was was God changed the language he he had everybody speaking different languages in the polytheist world of you know the chief and the chief's daughter held the knowledge all the knowledge was up at the top of the with the elites so even when enoch and um uh, evil enoch he they wrote the information on the hieroglyphs right they had the hi- the information in underground because they didn't know if a flood was coming or they didn't know it was by fire they didn't know but they knew something was happening And that's where the epic of uh, Gilgamesh comes in. Um, The fallen angels knew that something was happening, but they didn't know what it was. Yeah, the wheat and the tares, right? So there's a separation happening even now. And I don't think it's, you know, like a judgment thing. I think it's like, how much blessing can I dole out to, like, these people? Like, do they really get it? Because he wants his kingdom... You know, on earth as it is in heaven. Like, I don't think it's God's prerogative to just speed this thing up and get this revelation thing going. He wants to get as much people as he can. So he'll push back the darkness. That's why there's always these these in between periods in between the ages. There's always a shaking and a rumbling. And there's always a group of prophets that are going to say, this is getting real bad. It's the end now. And then there's a group of prophets that are saying, well, let's take advantage of this. Like, this means that we can get a lot of revival going, right? And so when you start preaching this revival, you start preaching the fire of God coming down and wanting to heal and wanted to meet his people. He wants to come down and meet and sup with his people. He wants to have a feast with his people, right? The kingdom of heaven is not fire and brimstone, Right when you feast with the Lord, it is a party, it is a happy time. Salvation is a happy time. The kingdom of darkness can't stand it. So, he is the enemy is okay with people talking about doom and gloom, get your prepper kits ready, like go underground and wait for the bombs to hit. Right? That's what the enemy loves. He doesn't like people talking about the fact that. Let's get powered up. Let's get charged up. Let's be Christ super soldiers. What do we got to do to be as in tune as possible, fired up for the Lord, Holy Spirit activated for whatever comes our way? That when we pray, we can actually take down some things in the spirit realm, right? There's Dr. Laura Singer. She talks about um, doing spiritual mapping and she talks about, you know, looking at your city. Right, looking at the genesis of it, looking at how it was formulated, who's on town council, who's up there at the top? You know, are they Christians? Are they nominal Christians? Are they Bible-believing Christians? You know, are they spirit-filled Christians, or are they just total atheists? Are they like, let's bring in the dancers at uh, library time? Right? What what's going on? Look at the churches. Where are the churches aligned in terms of Main Street. Main Street's usually the ley line, right? Is there a crystal store in town? You know? Are there, is there, you know, is there a witch coven somewhere? All these things go into blood covenants, sacrifices, oaths, vows. Things are going on in our towns and we can pray against these things. In the name of Jesus, take down every coven that's in this town right now. Break every hex, vex voodoo right you look at the calendar. they all they put their calendar up there it's the new moon it's the full moon whatever they go by the moon moon's created we're over the moon we're over creation but they're under the moon they're under the stars we see the stars and we know the times right we're the wise men right we're like daniel the chief astrologer we see the sun and the moon and we say this is what it's saying right we know what's going on, right? You got it. When harvest is coming, you got to know when it's going to rain, right? That's why you know when 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 things are going on. We're not worshiping them. We're just saying this is happening. We see it. It's all playing out. Okay. Right? So we're the people that can tell people like, look, something's going down. I don't know what it is, but I feel it in my bones. Don't do this. Don't take the jab. Simple. Now people are finding out they're dropping like flies, Right? Especially after they're taking the boosters. Why? Because they're messing with people's DNA. Period. There's no other way to put it. You know? They were scaring the heck out of some people at the beginning. But now we know what's playing out. Over time, they can change DNA. There's nano technology, Little metal platelet, little metal things that can send off frequencies and receive frequencies, right? So when we get to 6G, right, we're going to find out. I bet you 5G is also causing some things to go haywire. How do you have athletes who operate at such a high level capacity dying? It's because I believe their heart structures, their muscular structures, and their, their veins are being overworked. Because it's putting things in the body that aren't supposed to be there. Right. And it's, you know, let's trust the science, right? Well, that's the science, right? And, and homeboy got on there looking for a little something, something on a, on a date site. And he got, he got catfished <laughs> essentially by Project Veritas, right? You know, so, I mean, things are, uh, things are being exposed and things are coming down slowly, but surely. But this was two years afterwards, right? So you look at the people that are around you. They're telling you, oh, you're a conspiracy. Oh, why do you always look at that? This is the type of timeline I'm talking about. It'll take two years for certain things to pop off. So you're seeing something happen a year ago. We got another couple months for that thing to come into fruition. Now, some things are just going to blow up, right? Because there's whistleblowers, the angelic. Are pushing back the darkness. Okay. We're praying into things. We're saying, God, take down all these false prophets that are in the media. Right. And they're coming down. Those are the prayers of the saints that availeth much. Right. But we have to see these things first before we can speak into them. Right. Right. So we have to understand the times, understand the timelines. Look at the Bible and say, look, okay, the Bible is showing me this, this cycle, right? He's shown, the Lord has shown me that something's playing out just as it played out before, right? There was an end time. There was an end of the age. The, the first Christians were Jews. They were thinking something could happen now. A lot of the first fathers, the first writers, after Jesus died, even a hundred years later, people were starting to see something could happen now, right? Jesus says there was an Antichrist here, Antichrist here. You look at Daniel, they're talking about Antichrist there and then and and now. And the Antichrist comes in in, because the enemy doesn't know when the time is. He's not outside of time. He's not omnipotent, omnipresent. So the enemy is always building these structures to sort of take advantage of what's happening. You know, what are the people letting go of? What are the people giving up? You know, Christian or not, there's a birthright, an authority that humans have. Once you give it over to the Nephilim or the giants or the fallen angels, the enemy, it's game over. And then you have a thousand years of them roaming the earth, making you sacrifice your babies right and having you build altars unto them or at least they'll build the altars right the giants like to build altars they build pyramids but they'll make you go on top and kill yourself right you know you watch ancient apocalypse you go they go down there oh my gosh all these bones are down here must be a burial site I'm like no that's look up xenobots okay gleason's map 1892 okay yeah, I was just that brother, man, that dude that went to the middle of the earth, his diary. That was crazy. I think you saw the Nazis down there in Hollow Earth. But the pyramids, the black pyramids, right? There's actually, I found out there's a difference between the black pyramids and the golden pyramids, right? Some gather energy and some actually emit energy, right? So there's a pyramid up in Alaska that's emitting energy. It's putting out energy. It's crazy, right? But all these things are coming together and we're kind of saying to ourselves okay these are forming up like the times of revival others might say it's over let's pack it up we're saying let's build an ark and it's go time we're in the fourth quarter but it's not over we have a lot to do all right this is going on for an hour and this is part one wanted to give myself just to hang out i want to go hang out with my wife and my my oldest daughter for a little bit um maybe play super smash brothers and mario kart <laughs> oh man i know, i heard somewhere mario kart was uh of the occult so i gotta pray over it right <laughs> oh amen it's so a super mario all right man i love you guys um I mean, pray for us in the name of Jesus. I just pray for voice of life and I am crypto and um, anybody else who got a chance to listen uh, now or people that will come on later. Lord God, I just thank you for this generation. It's an awesome generation. We're very nuanced. I believe we're not eating everything that comes. I think we're very tired of just taking the narrative. I think the generation could have been, uh, before was afforded that because they had so much. But Lord. We've seen so much. We felt so much. It, it, there's a lot of hurting, a lot of pain, God. A lot of dramatic events in some of our lives. And Lord, the way that we've been taught to live has not panned out. The American dream has not panned out for a lot of people, Lord. And so I got to pray that we don't wait for the American dream. We're not waiting for Uncle Sam. We're not waiting for what the world has to offer. God, we're waiting for you. So, Lord, I just pray that you open up the treasury rooms. I pray that, Lord, you do allow your wealth transfer to the saints to come now in the name of Jesus very soon. Or, Lord, if there's things that have to be moved in the spirit realm, if, God, we have to be made ready, if uh, conditions are being made ready, whatever it is, Lord, so be it. Um, We're all for it, Lord. Bless us now. We pray the blood of Jesus over everything we covered, everything we steward. I pray that you give us the Josephic anointing, Lord, that everything we touch, it would be favorable. Everything we see, Lord, we would see it through your eyes, Lord. I pray for safety over my brothers and sisters in in the spirit realm. Any demons, cosmic entities, any hexes, vexes, any witchcraft. I pray that in the name of Jesus, it's broken and bound right now on every timeline, age present, now, future, into infinity in every dimension, Lord. I pray that, Lord, we'd start to realize our future selves, what you've called us into. I pray that even tonight you give us dreams and visions, men, women, young, old, that God, we'd prophesy, that God, we'd realize we're apostles, some of us, that God, we'd realize we're priests, that God, we'd realize that we're evangelists. And that, God, we've got a good news and a good message. Holy Spirit, provide manna in our desert time. Provide fresh water in our wilderness time. That, God, every giant that may come our way, give us five smooth stones. And that, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you'd guard our sleep. So that no dream thieves or time thieves would come our way to do us any harm. Lord, I pray a freedom over our bodies. Now, Lord, if there are any people that have had any sort of SRA bondage, Masonic bondage, I pray that you'd freedom now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray if there's anybody who's been under any sort of curse by way of the occult witchcraft, I pray that you free them now in the name of Jesus. I pray that you free all of their parts in the name of Jesus. I pray that you break off any technological interferences, in the name of Jesus, any implants, rewire them, break them now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray that there'd be freedom over their minds. They god you'd send your healing angels, your medic angels, your breaker angels, your warring angels right now in the name of Jesus. Or anybody who's creative, send your angels that help with creativity, your scribe angels that help write. Lord, the ones that open our eyes to our artistic realm, Lord, I pray that you'd send those angels right now to help bless the people. That Holy Spirit would enliven us to our deepest places inside. That our spirit man would have more space to breathe. And that our spirit man would actually take over the flesh. So God, you can have your way in our arcs pray all this in the name of Jesus. Um, y'all are awesome. I love the encouragement. I, I do this uh, just because I love to. I feel it's like, um, I don't know, it's just a part of my call. I'm almost finished with seminary. I don't know what to do with it, but I feel like I might just keep doing this. I feel like the Lord gave me theological understanding to see what's going on and to understand big picture understand the word you know what i'm saying um and it's a big seminary it's online seminary right um so it's not a little little you know a little something something it's real deal and it's not easy but i'm almost done i'll be done in may okay so anyways um just let you guys know i'm (laughs) i i am a bible believing uh thumping brother but i come from a different place you know the lord has just uh blessed me with uh just revelation and just giving me some other stuff. And I've just been blessed to hear some awesome people, you know, some stuff has come up in my feed randomly, right? And it's just blowing my socks off, right? Um, so big shout out. You guys check out, um, there's a brother named Ryan Pittison I just came upon. Um, if you like, if you like the, the interesting and weird, check out Daniel Duvall or Blurry Creatures. Or, um, the confessional with, uh, Merkel, um, L.A. Marzulli is pretty cool. Um, Derek Gilbert, um, there's so many others. Laura Sanger, Dr. Laura Sanger is awesome. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people out there. Gary Wayne. Um, yeah, amen. And, you know, and a lot of this just came, the Lord is putting stuff in my heart. I just started to have to research it because it sounded so weird to me, you know, I was like, why am I here in Enoch? And the Lord was like, look at the book of Enoch. And I was like, isn't that a bad book, God? You know, da, da, da. And lo and behold, so down the rabbit hole we go. All right, man. Y'all be blessed. Thanks, y'all. Okay. So I am crypto. You got a show too? I need to check you out yeah thank you eileen yakitha um i'm crypto voice of a a life robert uh, escobar my brother um thank you guys for listening tuning in love you guys so much it's awesome To be in here. This chat function is kind of cool, right? (laughs) All right, y'all. So, God bless um, and be well. I'm going to take a screenshot of this so I can, um, because it won't let me. I won't. Okay. All right. I'm going to check you out, man. Yeah, I'm going to check you out. I wish I could click on your names, but it won't let me click on it. I was just going to add you guys, but I'll just take a screenshot. Is going to let me take a a screenshot? Here it is. Boom. Got it. All right. Y'all be well. God bless. All right. Here we go.